Osiris. fight the clock there <laughs> yeah what was going on with you oh man i had one of those classic new york city commutes um i guess first of all let's acknowledge um that we want to um have a quick moment of silence for those um who were injured in today's shooting in brooklyn um mm. you know serious we can be serious for a second there's our moment of silence. Uh, but, you know, crazy day in New York. Thank you to every single person that reached out um, to make sure, you know, our New York hosts here are doing okay. Um, we are safe and secure. So the least safe thing that happened to me today was uh, that there were so many train delays that I had to sprint home from work to uh, get online, uh, which explains why I'm so sweaty. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> right. we can't see it. Yeah, to um, do oh my god, my inner you can hear it a little bit. (laughs) I'll probably catch my breath by 8 p.m. Um, so you know, Joey, yeah, wait a minute, we got a new person here, got a whole new, got a whole new host. Um, yeah, no, um, this is still Bruce, just grew some hair (laughs) and uh, you know, aged back a little bit. So that's right, ladies and gentlemen, the heartthrob himself is here, Mr. Joey Parisi. Um, you know, we don't even know where Bruce is. It's cool though. He's here with us in spirit. Um, really yeah. exciting day though on the great beyond live nighttime edition. Not only will it be the sweatiest episode we've ever had, but we've got a very, very special guest joining us today. Um, Joey. Yeah. You done, you done any research on this guest? Oh, Oh, have I? <laughs> I saw this little ditty in the back of the closet. Well, not really. It was like Ooh. right in my dresser. I wear it almost every single day. Fresh one. Very fresh uh, one. Yeah. Dude, uh, yeah, but I've been listening a lot. I'm very upset. I can't go to the show this Saturday, although I might. Who knows? Yes. Yeah, um, you probably won't. Uh, <laughs> by the way, our guest is Luke Beeman, the basis of La Special, playing yeah. a show at uh, Gramercy Theater this weekend new york city saturday night um so luke's gonna join us around 7 30 and um chat it up a little bit about his experiences in music as well as um what to expect for the show the special is planning on playing a frizzle fry set frizzle fry of course is the album by which band primus primus you're damn yeah, right i know my things oh i you know that wasn't a quiz um so I've seen, I've seen him once seen him special once yeah and you know we're we're just we're, we're we're pumped to talk to luke luke's always um he's always a good good con. yeah dude always i got to guy. i got to know him this weekend at um i mean we did a couple shows this weekend we did that's right that's right so pigeons at relics on thursday i hope people caught that stream dude the relic studio is crushing it Lately. Relic Studio is fire. I mean, somebody's bringing them some incredible bands. <laughs> <laughs> some publicist out there is just like really loading this band up or this place of really, really good bands. I'm proud of them over there. Yeah, they're doing great. Ty is crushing it, man. Just running the show. Shout yeah. out to Ty. Um, big thank you to Relics. And yeah, thanks to everyone who t- tuned into that Pigeons stream. Shout out to Pigeons playing ping pong. Friends of the podcast, as we like to say. 
Um, yeah. The Pigeons guys um, released an album last week called Perspective on Friday. Mm-hmm. Had a party at Relics. Well, and you know what? Thank you for all you guys who are filtering into the stream now. Um, Late. We just had somebody else filter into the stream. Who could it be? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Uncle Bruce. Change. It's the time How are we doing? That threw me off, you know. Um, what time which uh, which time change? The time change for this episode, obviously. You know, I'm used oh, to doing okay. it in the morning, uh, um, midday, whenever yeah. it was before. I don't even remember when it was before, but now it's in the evening, and that threw me off. Um, I was busy making tea. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Taking CBD, you know the usual you, stuff. You have some um, CBD left? No, I don't. <laughs> Sunset Lake. Yeah. Um, Osiris. <laughs> so, um, um, yeah. Whoever before else. We, before we even move on, like, um, let's 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 talk about this impending strike. Mine. Uh, well, I mean, our impending strike. Yeah. Um, and that is, you know, hopefully our, oh. our sponsors, Sunset Lake, are listening as well as Osiris. Um, Yo, we're unionizing. <laughs> we're about to we're about to Amazon up in here. And if we can't get some more definitely. CBD, I don't know if we're going to be able to chill out. No, no, there will be there will be a storm of Tom Marshall at Fish at MSG if we don't get our CBD by then. I don't even want to know what's going to happen, you know. I'm gonna be there Friday, dude, and I'm gonna sniff out the CBD at that. There'll <laughs> be a lot of CBD to be sniffed out. Um, <laughs> MSG is a lot smaller than people think. I can find it there, you know. That's right. Non psychoactive mm. stuff mm. going on at MSG next week. <laughs> um, so, Bruce, what have you been up to for the last nine minutes? Oh shit! Um, I took a shower. Uh, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah? it was, you know, it was a long day. It was a Monday. Uh, no, oh, Tuesday. Um, but you know, it was a long Tuesday. Uh, and so I showered. <laughs> I wanted to be clean for the fans, you know, and yeah. uh, I think that's important. Um, so that was really it. I've actually been in the shower for a long time, not even just nine minutes, way longer. Uh, it was a <laughs> really experiential kind of thing. Um, learned a lot about myself and others during that period. <laughs> So yeah, <laughs> that was pretty, that's pretty much it. I see you got a fly ass hoodie on. Yeah. Um. So big shout out to Amy over at Circus of Light for this, nice. this fly threads, as well as Rock and Relics, uh, for this Drive Two mm. hat. All of which is absorbing my sweat right now. Um, <laughs> Dripfield. I am a human, human <laughs> Dripfield right now. Um. So you know we're a little bit um. I guess we're a little bit new to this whole live thing together. Yeah. Oh, the squares yeah. are small, dude. The rectangles the squares are right rect- they're rectangular now. Uh, um, who's this guy in the middle? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, watched, I haven't seen this guy in a long time. Yeah, so he's got been... a lot of hair. Look at him showing off his hair. It's ridiculous. I was saying the heartthrob, <laughs> the heartthrob is here. It's been uh it's been four whole days since we've seen each other, Bruce. <laughs> It's too long, Joey. Yeah. <laughs> it's far too long. Have Since, we gotten uh, into any of this episode yet? <laughs> no, we haven't. A We've, late. Yeah. Oh, perfect. We had a couple oh, obstacles. A missing, you know, a missing host. <laughs> missing host. Um, <laughs> you know, the new guys here. So um, anyway, let's get back to doing what we do best, which is talking about absolutely nothing. Um, <laughs> perfect. Good. Yeah. I'm ready for well, that. we talked about Thursday. We could talk about Friday quick. We saw... Great boy all-stars at the Brooklyn Bowl. 
Hair looks fire, Joey. Hair looks absolutely fire. Yeah, your hair does look really good. I don't like this. Yo, where am I? <laughs> Um, so yeah, we Thursday we saw pigeons. Friday we went to Grey Boy All Stars, which was Liddington. Um, yeah. That was actually my first time seeing Grey Boy, and I didn't realize how just how like really popular they are. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of people kind of crawled out of the woodwork from the New York City Jam community, showed up at Brooklyn Bowl um, for a a tight show. Joey, what were, what were some of your impressions? Uh, it was awesome. I mean, it was just like hard, very tight funk. Which is like it, I didn't really didn't know I had an idea of what to expect. I listened to them a little bit, but like same thing. I hadn't seen them live to that point. I'd seen Carl Denson a couple times, but like them together, you could tell like they have this thing. And dude, the I gotta learn that guitarist name. He sounded incredible. I've never heard someone play that like old school hollow uh, Gibson. It wasn't a Gibson. I forgot the name of it. It was a Guild Guild guitar. Guild, Guild that's a thing. But um, it just sounds like in that setting of playing like hard funk with like that soft, like Schofield type sound was, it was really cool. And then. So it wasn't a funk like. um, um It wasn't like. Kinda, it wasn't like that kind of tight. I, I've actually never seen the Great Boy All-Stars and I know they've been um, around for a while, you know, and, and, and Greg, you had mentioned to me well, the weekend how how you know how many people were you know trying to get to those shows you know and I, I knew some other folks that were trying to get there as well but i've actually never seen them you know and that's kind of tight funk now has like a a, a place in the scene yeah. with yeah well we're like so seeing fearless flyers and oh dude, <laughs> such a scenester now it's we exactly so what i never wanted scene. to be dude <laughs> Gosh, oh Jess. You know how we lost <laughs> you know how we lost 10 listeners in the past two minutes i guess people are expecting to see luke beeman luke will be on at 7.30. We're looking forward to having Luke. But um, for now, you got to just listen to some more of our personal experiences. Um, like how we <laughs> took a team field trip to Pigeons playing ping pong on Saturday night at Brooklyn Steel. Yes. Bruce, you left your air mattress here. Oh, I did. <laughs> it was a casualty <laughs> of the night, you know. Um, there was a bunch of things I have to carry. A lot of people don't realize um, – Yes, I do have your stapler, Sean. It's in a garbage bag. With most of my stuff, I just carry around in my garbage bag. Um, so that's why it was hard to carry things out of Greg's apartment the other night morning. It's true. Bruce did show up with a garbage bag of clothes. <laughs> it's, you know, I, it's multifunctional. People don't realize you see a plastic bag, you can put all kinds of stuff in there. <laughs> and so <laughs> that's what I just try to take advantage of that. Um, you know, plastic is an incredible science so um yeah can we get that on so a I t-shirt not, not Pollock. plastic is an incredible science somebody make that t-shirt and we will put this away and we will we'll, like we'll do a giveaway you'll get tickets plastic is an incredible science Bruce robinson oh is my chinese food here yet what's happening this guy was doing science for the seven minutes he was keeping us waiting um so outside of plastics, like the pigeon show was, was pretty sick. Um, shout out to our homie Savannah Hodges. Saw her there. Um, Oh, talk as well. Talk about it. That was surprisingly my first time seeing talk. I've been dying to see them like since the pandemic, just haven't had the opportunity, but like, I mean, the highlight of the whole night for me was when Jeremy and Greg came out and they did sheep by yeah. Pink Floyd. By Pink that Floyd. was that blew me away that they were able to do that and like collaborate over it. 
Mm. The highlight of my night was everybody at the show thinking I was a member of Talk. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. Great set, dude. Fucking awesome on key, on like you're Chilling awesome on keys, drums, bro. Man. I'm like, no, man. I play drums and talk. What do you mean? <laughs> um, so that was sick. You know, didn't even need a pass to go backstage. Pretty much could have yeah. done whatever I wanted there. Uh, I'm sure, you know, if Isaac Teal ever hears this, he'll probably be offended. <laughs> People think mm-hmm. he looks like me. I look like him, but he's not listening. <laughs> so it's all good. Uh, <laughs> no, we do. Oh, we, we do, do. now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we do. I don't, <laughs> he's no like, first act. <laughs> he's not super interested in the value of plastics. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, the like aspects of plastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... So it was great, great show. Pigeons album release, like just absolutely electric. The room was was jamming. Um, Cam Elkins coming in spicy, watching live, saying things that I wouldn't necessarily agree with, although I'm sure our fans do. Um, the show itself, like just high energy, one long set from Pigeons. Um, yeah. And one thing I want to just acknowledge about Pigeons, you know, obviously a lot of crossover and fan bases. Uh, this was their sixth studio album, but. Uh, like Goose learned a lot from these guys. Is that me? You hear me ringing? Um, Goose learned a lot from these guys. And um, they, you know, took the guys out on tour out on the West Coast. Um, and they were one of the most organized and efficient bands I've ever seen. They used their sound check time um, as, as practice time on the road. And they just like every single minute of really their existence as a band is incredibly calculated and incredibly put together, incredibly composed. And I think the Goose organization certainly owes a lot two pigeons playing ping pong what we've learned from them over the years um and so it was cool to be able to one work with them on this album and to see this kind of culminating event um at broken steel yeah and i actually because it was supposed to be this um perspective like kind of release show even though they did did their thing on thursday as well like um that i expect it's kind of more new songs um and the set though regardless was exceptional you know and i know people have their feelings about pigeons but um you know we we just went in and went to listen to some music man and they really threw down and they had um of course tommy and colin from the funky dogs that's uh, right sitting oh, in yeah. on funky a dogs couple brass songs band. and man those guys like we're able to weave in with pigeons so well. And I, and I had mentioned to Tommy after the show that it's not, it's, it's great when it's not, Oh, Joey, dude, what's happening? Is that a cat? Oh man. Plastics, dude. So, you know, that is one of the things with, um, with pigeons that I do like, you know, they're, they're always open to having one of the many in the months on stage, you know, and they are able to weave people in very easily into some of their songs. And those guys came in and didn't just like, it wasn't just cool that they were joining. They actually, you know, like made a difference in, in how good some of those songs sounded. And, and again, it was really seamless. Um, But I was, I was kind of blown away. You know, I've seen pigeons a handful of times and we've seen them open. We've seen them when goose was opening for them. Like you'd mentioned, um, and, you know, I had some mixed feelings even myself, but that show really, uh, really blew me away. I, I really could have gone for another set, to be honest, because it was just one set. But it was a long set and it was really well put together, man. And that was a, uh, a pretty fun field trip for us uh, on Saturday night. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, uh, shout out to Christopher. Really good point here. Um, really wish we thought of some of this stuff before the show. Um, Dome Fest is going to be a blast. Uh, Pigeons, uh, <laughs> Pigeons Festival next month. You can 
head out to Dome Fest and see Great Blue, which is Peter's band, Peter Ansbach, um, lose a guy in a band that's loosely connected to this podcast. Um, and Peter hopefully will jam with the Dome Fest All Stars. Um, those Dome Fest All Star shows are always a whole lot of fun. Um, and I just want to just loop back to one thing you mentioned, Bruce, about how seamlessly pigeons fits sit-ins in. Mm-hmm. Somebody else sat in with them in Boston, and it was super dope. And that person's name is Kanika Moore. She is a member of Oh, Kanika. Yeah. That's uh, nice. She sat That's in. Um, yeah, so um, that was mm. great. She did an excellent work job on Friday night um in boston last she rapped right she rapped Um, rapped. no that's the guy from talk so (laughs) yes saturday night um saturday night our our you know good friends of the podcast elephant proof opened as well um crazy stuff happened go back listen to the show and you'll know a little bit more about it um so beyond our team field trip seems like bruce went on a solo mission yesterday to the capitol theater oh yeah how was that I've been on a solo mission for multiple days <laughs> in the shower. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I did go to um, Mount Joy at the cap. Um, and, you know, that was another, it, it, it's kind of, I always like to weave in some of these other shows once in a while that aren't just jam shows, man. You, you get very used to what you get from, um, some of the shows that a lot of us are accustomed to seeing all the time where you, you expect an hour and 15 minutes set, you expect two of them, you expect an encore, you know, it's usually a long, a long show and you're getting a lot of music and you're getting a lot of improvisation. Uh, and Mount Joy was, um, you know, coming out and just playing their songs, you know, they, they play an hour and a half set. Um, <laughs> they rocked it though. You know, there, there were a few things, uh, you know, that maybe I could, I could, I could criticize, like, I, I did think they were a little bit abrupt with how they like to end some of their songs. You know, I don't want to always say that because it kind of comes from that jam experience that it's like, you know, oh, I wish they could have just played, you know, one part of that song three, two to three minutes longer, you know, because yeah. um, they do have some very cool composed jams that they fit into their songs. Um, and during those periods, you know, Getty really, uh, really lit it up, you know, and it was just a much different light rig than you're used to seeing with Getty with Goose. Um, and obviously that changes a lot for the venues, you know, now that now they're able to rent a lot of backline <clears throat> stuff and, um, you know, rent more equipment and like Mohegan, for example, they had so many points where they were setting up lights, you know, but they, they had so much more equipment and it's just a much different kind of setup for a band like Mount Joy. Um, and Getty still, you know, understands how to tastefully, kind of light up a band like that and do it in a way that is more along like more in in tune with their style you know and so um the combination was great they have this front of house guy eric too so and some people were asking this on facebook and i noticed this um earlier but getting in um and the front of house engineer eric were replacing two guys that were doing lights in front of house for Mount joy before this tour. Um, these two guys have been doing it for the entire three weeks that Mount joy has been on tour. They got a few more shows coming up um, down in North Carolina and then Houston to wrap it up. And then Getty's going to come back with goose and, and um, you know, go down South with them to in the Carolinas at the end of the month. Uh, but you know, those guys really filled in really well. Um, you know, Eric's a great front of house engineer, um, delivers a, a really clear mix. Um, they sounded great at the cap, you know, and it was just, it was just a lot of fun. Um, I saw, saw Peter Shapiro there. 
He dapped me up. I'm very important. Um, but so, yeah, it was a great time. You know, um, Sam Bardani was there. Uh, Goose is front of house engineer. Um, Ty, like you guys had mentioned. Um, I obviously was there, most importantly. And so it was just a really good time. And uh, I'm kind of glad I went, you know. I went out to dinner with a bunch of people before and uh, was almost thinking about not going. But I'm glad I did, you know. And, and it's great to support the guys. Peter was there also taking pictures I know a lot of people think wow. he's not multi-talented. Can only <laughs> yeah, play a couple inch guys of one-track mind, right? Um, you know, but uh, yeah, he actually is, and he actually can take pictures. So he was—he had a photo pass, so it was pretty hilarious, you know. That's really <laughs> but um, uh, it was great seeing the guys, you know, and it was a great show, and it's—it's it's good to see something different. So yeah. um, thank you, Bruce, for your field mission. We appreciate that. I, you know, unfortunately know that maybe it made you a little bit tired and you had to miss the start of the episode. Um, but one <laughs> thing I want to just acknowledge here is this is um, the nighttime edition of Great Beyond Life, which is why I'm taking over the conversation. Um, I made a critical error today and thought that this would be posted from our page and lined up some cross posts from the Gramercy Theater, Live Nation, New York. Um, all of that won't be happening, of course, to promote... Um, a special show unless we can somehow figure this out while we're live so i just want to apologize to those people who are watching um and waiting for that to happen but i also want to say because this is a new time a new experience for great beyond live um would you guys mind sharing this on facebook you know oh like, i'm supposed you to know just... like i already did that bruce uh but like you know our like our listeners josh kathy um you know kevin rondo shout out jam flow um get those shares out and when we will we'll peruse the internet as we do after this and one of those people who share will win a thing this, what that this thing is will be? this is what happens when we can't think of a trivia question this is what happens when joey's not here to help us stay organized never um, been able to think of a trivia question greg pulls shit out of his ass all the time where the guys go to school <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, works every time justin thank you for sharing Gooseband memes we don't know who you are but we love the memes um yeah so, where, where is my face on these memes what the fuck well we just yo you gotta get yourself in a music here video, dog joey, yeah, God, dude, <laughs> you gotta get yourself in rolling stone joey <laughs> so, by the way bruce like listen to this co-host hold demanding on a second shit. bruce um <laughs> you were in rolling stone yeah what's really good with that tell um, us tell us a little bit more about your experience um acting you can start with the Globe Theater if you'd like, and making your way to Rolling Stone. Well, a lot of our <laughs> our listeners might not know <laughs> that I actually played Hamlet on the Globe stage. It's a classic theater in London. Um, I don't think a lot of people know that that's where Shakespeare's plays basically premiered until it got burnt down by the Puritans, uh, and then they built it across the street, rebuilt it, and uh, and then that's where I acted as the Hamlet. Damn Puritans, one act. Yeah, I don't like the Puritans, you know. <laughs> and they're they're very they're very visible in Connecticut. Those blue people. laws, man, couldn't mm. buy booze on Sundays for so long. Yeah, should be able to buy booze at any point in time. Um, but Not you true. know, again, we'll I'll take that up with Ned Lamont. Um, but yeah, so uh, a long history of acting in my blood, personally, not my family, and uh, <laughs> and then uh, you know they I got hired to um, play a very. Uh, deep character in the hunger site video of an angry boss. Um, and, and yeah, I'm pissed 24 seven. So it came very naturally to me. Um, uh, but yeah, the, the video came out great. 
I definitely deserved more, you know, text in the Rolling Stone article. Mm. <laughs> Publicist, but um, <laughs> well, my name was good in there. You know, I appreciated that. Uh, and I really. Yeah, your glad. name was good. They spelled it right. Yeah, that is, yeah. Bruce yeah. is tough to spell with the five letters, but um, yeah, I was just really glad that that video came out um in a very short period of time. You know, uh, Karina did a great job coming up with the concept and 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 kind of building it out. Um, I have some hilarious pictures of her and uh, Jan uh, working on dance moves and stuff from from that video and. Uh, you know, she really did a good job bringing it all together, kind of organizing it in a very short period of time. We filmed over the course of two days and they were very long days, um, but got all of the filming done. Scott, the director, um, w- was really incredible. Uh, and, and his friend Chris was helping him. And then uh, they did the editing in less than a week and a half, you know. And so when I got a lot of the reception from the video, that was really good. Uh, I was just, I was just really happy about that. Um and a lot of people were saying it was one of their favorite videos, you know, and, and Goose did some, I really liked the videos for Born and Tripfield. Um, and I just like the fact that these, a lot of these videos remind me of old school music videos, you know, and of course we don't have MTV, you know, going anymore, you know, with, and, and that was a huge thing with, you know, introducing a lot of bands to people back in the late eighties and early nineties. And uh, it's kind of cool to see Goose, Kind of, kind of like hearkening back to that and revisiting that and trying to make some of these videos that that really do remind me of some of these old bands. You know, not overproduced. Um, they're kind of funny, a little bit cheesy. The bands in the in the videos, you know, and you know, Rick had a lot of input in the Hunger site as well. Um, so I'm I'm just really glad it came out great, and a lot of people had a very positive response to it. Great, great point, Serotonin. Give Bruce an Oscar already. He deserves an Oscar for being a grouch. The, the, no. coolest thing, no. the coolest thing too about the videos and about the movie especially is like that all their friends are in it like you can tell it's way more fun for you guys to watch it than for like you know normal fans even though it is fun because we do recognize a lot of these faces like to just sit around and make a movie make videos with your friends like that's got to be the coolest part of it yeah and i mean that's what you know, there, there's always this talk and there's been some posts on, on el goose on the board about community you know and and I know a lot of people think it's not purposefully driven, um, but, but it really is, you know, some of it's been organic, but the band has always been keen on having this family vibe and and, and trying to keep people involved as much as possible. And, um, and they've been, and they've been good at leveraging that, you know? And of course, like even some people were like, the band's not really in this video all that much. And I was like, yeah, cause they can't act. <laughs> None of them were Hamlet. <laughs> uh, like, so, Stick to music. You know, <laughs> play your little bongos, you know? And yeah. so, like, you know, so, um, but but it is cool how they do that, you know, and we've kept this kind of a, a family feel and a family vibe going for a long time. And and, and it's great that they support that, you know? Um, so it's been a lot of fun to do that stuff. And and Greg knows, too, you know, when we, when we did the Shenanigans movie, which I should have had a bigger part in, <clears throat> Um, but you know, I don't was, know who that the, the the person you're clearing your breath towards, or whatever you know, is not watching. I guarantee. <laughs> no, he's not. That message is in the void. Yeah. But um, but yeah, even that you know, 
it was a lot of work, but it was a lot of fun. And, and even recording this, it was only over the course of two days, but it's definitely a lot of fun to get together and, and screw around. And um, I think the guys like, you know, acting and, and, and I think Rick really did a good job in the shenanigans movie too. And, and that kind of comes from some of the silly videos that we did in the past too, for goose misses and, and, and things like that. So it wasn't like it was totally foreign um, for them. Uh, but you know, yeah, it's always a fun time to get together and do that stuff. And, and I'm really glad they're trying to do it organically, you know, and, and to make a move make a music video that came out as well as this one did. And, and hunger sites also a great, a great track. So it's hard to miss. Um, you know, but well, if I don't, uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to just, um, flex my nighttime privileges again, since this is my Tuesday evening show, uh, because we're a minute late. We're keeping the specialists waiting here. Who was late? today by okay. the way okay <laughs> well yeah it's a trend um we've got somebody <laughs> waiting in the bullpen here um an incredible bass player the best bass player in escaper yeah. <laughs> well the bass is for escaper <laughs> the, goodest, the best thing the goodest the best thing is that he's in the bullpen right now like he, he can't even say anything we can say whatever <laughs> we want about him right now I know. Um, I see some comments com- coming from him in the private chat. <laughs> yes, yes, bravado. So, um, you know, this guy, the best bassist in Escaper, arguably the best bassist in the special. He's got a show on Saturday night at the Gramercy Theater in New York, New York. Fuck yeah, Grizzle Fry set. What band is it, Joy? The special baby. But a frizzle for us, it's Primus set that they're going to play. It's going to oh, be. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Luke Beeman. <laughs> what up, Luke? What's up, boys? Hamlet, what's going Yo. on, man? What's up, man? How's it going? Yeah. Man, I got angst, you know? <laughs> it's that hey, man. Angst, I, was, I was Julius Caesar, so I'm not quite Hamlet level, but mm. that's impressive, man. That's impressive. Not quite. I also played mm. Agamemnon in a high school play. I don't know if a lot of people know about <laughs> Greek literature, but no, we're, we're another podcast. <laughs> I thought that was a Doctor Strange reference, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Luke, what's really yeah. good, man? Um, I see you're 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 here live from Newtown, Connecticut, but uh, yes. I we should have decided you on for the whole thing because you joined in in all of our shenanigans, goose reference shenanigans this past weekend. Yeah, um, yes. you know, we did a little little pigeons, we did a little gray boy, we did a little more pigeons. Um, <laughs> uh, tell me about your tell me about the best experience you had this weekend. Let's not even talk about your show quite yet. Maybe we'll get this cross posted. Who knows? Yeah, okay, yeah. Well, sorry, That's I, a huge I wasn't sure. Maybe it was okay. my fault. Yep. I wasn't sure if I was late because I logged in and I got Bruce talking about fucking hamlet and i'm like should i have been here for half an hour so we're killing time yeah. <laughs> hamlet microplastics the, the whole gamut you know? <laughs> essentials I, I, did, I did act in shenanigans though too to be fair so i mean yes. our acting resumes have some um some similarities um yeah. yeah this weekend was killer man i was in you know i was in the city rehearsing with escaper and we did a telephone concession we recorded a new ep actually on saturday which was awesome so, uh and then yeah we got to hang out at the at the relic stream we got to hang with my uh my back to basics boy ben as he uh perused ben around Curry, the, baby. shout out ben carries <laughs> cruising around the streets of uh brooklyn with his one wheel and his like reflector helmet <laughs> 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 just, <laughs> just 
just a total boss. Um, yeah, that was a blast, man. It was cool to be able to, to be back in the Relic studio. I really liked the vibe there. And that was fun when we did the session there um, in the fall or whatever. But um, I got to say great the publicist. best. Great publicist that we work with here. What a guy. Greg Knight, shout out. You can still shout you out, right? Even though you're above me on the screen. No, no, he, you know, I needed more text on that Rolling Stone article, dude. I don't know who's calling him a great publicist, but I should have a paragraph, you know? Well, so. we all, yeah, that's fair. I'll leave yeah. that between you guys. We can all do better. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I swear, <laughs> yes, you can. Bruce, you're Thank Hamlet, you. and now you're in multiple Goose production movies. Come on, dude. And you always what's, be acting a fool. <laughs> what's what's next? Um, but you know, I gotta say that as as fun as all that was, and seeing talk hang with the talk homies was great. The experience that took the cake for me this weekend was definitely seeing animals as leaders at Irving Plaza. Oh yeah, how and was that? Those guys are getting good. Um, I yeah. think that if those guys keep practicing, uh, <laughs> they're gonna really. I think they should make music a career, and I know. That, Nobody liked that joke. I was throwing it out a few times at Irving. I was like, give these guys a few years. This guy just like looks at me. He's like, don't fucking acknowledge me or me and my girlfriend ever again. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but it, yeah, it was it was incredible. It was I've seen them probably like five times. I feel like I've seen them at a lot of different places in Boston. I've seen them at like Paradise, House of Blues, um, Royale. But they just keep getting better somehow. And this was the best time I'd ever seen them. Like the audience reaction. For anyone who doesn't know Animals as Leaders, they are the gent lords. Um, it's like two eight-string guitars where they play like double thumb technique and this incredible drummer, Matt Garska. But it was like just the audience reaction to everything was so entertaining. Every just insane run and tight ending, people were just like, oh! Like, it was like a wrestling match with like people's reactions <laughs> to shit. Um, so they're, yeah. are, they're a, a power trio, right? Yeah, yeah. So two guitars and drums. Would you say a that lot of the competition in the power trio? Yeah, um, I didn't realize the power trio world was that. You know, um, so I mean, it's in my humble opinion the best number to have in a band. <laughs> Humbly, so um, <laughs> so in your opinion, also, who wins in a in a in a power trio cage match? Uh, special animals as leaders, cycles, or or the great beyond, or the great beyond podcast. <laughs> Do you know, um, you know how when Predator kills someone, he just like holds their head and his like mm-hmm, dreads are just hanging down. That would be Tosin Abasi from Animals as Leaders with all of our heads. Just, okay. Yeah. Um, I would say you don't. You don't think if we <laughs> yep. if we stick at podcasting for a while, we can make this a career? <laughs> That's not possible. <laughs> I think that you guys are probably better at podcasting than them. They're very like shy guys, um, you know. But in like a death match. I mean, you got to see these guys' thumbs. Like, I was, like, on my, like, Instagram trying to, like, zoom in. You know, it's, like, hard to see in the sold-out theater. And I'm, like, if I could get, like, I'm, like, weaving in and out of people on the balcony trying to zoom in on Tosin Abasi's thumb. It's insane. And it's, like, people are, like, why do you love Animals as Leaders so much? They don't even have a bass player. And I'm, like, they're better than every bass player at playing guitar. Um, Mm. You said it's eight-string guitars? Yeah, they're eight-string, like. Yeah, they're electric, okay. and they now they play. Well, Javier Reyes, who's like the rhythm guitarist, but rhythm guitar and Animals as Leaders is like the most brutal shredding you've ever heard. <laughs> um, but Tosin Abasi plays these custom guitars called Abasi Concepts, and they're these like they look just like some kind of like alien weapon from the future. They're like gorgeous custom, but yeah, it, it's eight yeah. strings, so they have and they drop tune it. So I think it's like drop A that they're like thumping on. 
and just their tone. They were going no amps, just axe effects for years, but now they have amps again. John, I can't. I can't yeah, you got a right message here. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Dude, John, I will hit you back. <laughs> so, um, just straight effects. So, like, they go direct in, like Sean Cronin. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. where uh, that's where they got the idea. Actually, was that? Yeah, yeah. So I want to talk. I want to talk a little bit about what you got going on this weekend. Yeah. Um, which is uh, a show. Yes. In New York, New York, at the Gramercy Theater. Um, you guys are going to do a set of Frizzle Fry, as I've said nine times today. I know that it's a Primus album. You um, publish this, baby. Ah, that's right. <laughs> Promise. Yeah. Call People's me. publicist. Um, People's publicist. So, one, tell us a little bit about Primus's music um, and how it's influenced the special, how it's influenced you as a bass player. Um, and just tell us a funny fact about Johnny since he's in the chat. <clears throat> Where to begin? Well, you know. Primus is like, if you've seen the special, it's pretty obvious that they're a pretty big part of our DNA. We've been listening to them since we were kids. They were a super big influence early on. And as a bass player, you know, discovering them when I was like 15, it's just, it, it's a game changer. You know, um, Rory was the first one um, who got into them. And yeah, I still like remember Rory buying the Sailing the Seas of Cheese album at an FYE in the mall. And I'm like, what is this weird album? But Shout out to Shout out to For Your Entertainment. <laughs> They're back. You, if you are go they? to your local, uh, I've, yeah, Fyes are back. Charging twenty dollars for really? a CD. Yeah, <laughs> like they, they, they sell like vinyl now. They sell, I thought like, they never left. <laughs> no, they were they left, and they're, they you can buy like high chew and like pocky and all these like weird Japanese snacks there. It's very um, it's very indie. Um, Not very indie. We're I'm a big indie guy now, by yeah. the way. Since the yeah. Rolling Stone thing, you just went full indie. I get it. I, yeah. I'm so independent, it's crazy. Purely <laughs> 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 independent, yeah. Um, uh, so, but, Luke, how yeah. how was? Yeah, go on. I, I want to. I feel like I posed some questions. No, you did, and I didn't answer any of them. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, that's kind of what happens here. Sorry, I sorry, think, yeah. Like, um, yeah, I mean, so obviously, like Primus is you know a huge influence. Les Claypool is. Um, you know, probably not surprised anyone that's heard me play, my favorite bass player. Um, mm. And, you know, we've been covering their music for a long time. It's always been weird to me that more bands don't in our scene. You know what I mean? Like, it's they're, they're a trio. I, I get it's technical, it's difficult, but not as technical and difficult as a lot of other shit. Like, uh, I don't know, Mo or something. No, I'm just kidding. It's more technical. <laughs> but like, or indie rock. Or the guys or, from Mo. Or, or the, all the guys from Mo. Um, but, you know, so we've been doing it a long time, and we came up with the Frizzle Fry concept um, during quarantine, actually. Like, you know, we were coming up with ide different ideas to stream, and we'd done Primus sets, but to do, like, a live stream, we were like, let's do something a little more focused. And so we were like, let's do an album, and Frizzle Fry just kind of seemed to be the one that made the most sense and the one that we knew the most songs off. So um, we put a lot of time into it, and there was also nothing else going on. So we all got to, like, just lock ourselves in our – you know, respective practice places and work on it and then get together a lot and work on it. And um, you people can check that out. The live streams on our YouTube channel. But so, and now we've done it. This will be like the third time live we've done it. We did it at Beanstalk music festival. Mm. We did it at Boston at the Sinclair. And then now <clears throat> this weekend at, um, at Gramercy theater shout out. And uh, so, yeah, um, it's, it was fun doing it for the stream and we got to get all that like surgical precision down of really like at note for note primus, but it's way, way more fun live. 
Um, and the set we did in Boston at the Sinclair was like one of the, my favorite sets we've ever played, honestly. Um, it was just wild, wild energy. It's just really fun to bring that music to life. That means so much to us and try not to fuck it up. But we do. So come this Saturday and let us know if we do. We will. Do you guys do like the entire album like in one set or is it kind of like the song sprinkled throughout? We do the whole. So we're, this weekend we're doing an original, a special set. We'll do a quick set break and then we're playing the entire album. Okay. How quick will that set break be? Just wondering. Honestly, the set, it's an early show. So just so you guys know, the show like we start, we start at um, eight fifty. Is uh, so doors are at seven. Our friends Peak are going to be playing uh, seven thirty to eight thirty. The special is eight fifty, and then the Frizzle Fry set will be like nine fifty. Um, oh, Peak! Shout out to yeah. Peak, Jeremy yeah. Hilliard. Yep, yep, Jeremy Shreds, and Kido. Yeah, they're great, man. They're a newer band for anyone that doesn't know them, but they're all guys that have been in the scene for a while and are good New York homies of ours. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, we kind of have to find ways to keep the set moving here. It's going to be a pretty, like, rapid fire, just song, 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 song. But, you know, we'll still have some um, some improv and some theatrics, I'm sure. We were actually discussing today whether or not we'd have time for a drum solo. And I really hope we do because that is when I pee. Um, and mm. also mm. Rory's drum solos are fun. So let's hope that we do that. Yeah. Hey, breaking know. news from Osiris guys. Um, we're getting CBD. We'll be are we fired? C- we'll be, we'll be getting CBD this week. Oh, tight. Yes. 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 Luke, Luke, you want some CBD, Dan? I'd love some. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You're not getting any <laughs> my CBD. I hope it's coming from the public. Yeah, contain your excitement, dog. <laughs> yeah. You better, you better send some emails. Cause you guys can't CBD. divvy up any extra CBD for me. Though. I'm about to ingest 25 CBD gummies as soon as they get here. <laughs> so, get, uh, get back to basics. Yeah. Get back to basics up and, uh, get yourself some sunset Lake, dude. Yeah. Uh, I, dude. yeah. I'd love that, man. Yeah. It used to be a dairy farm sporting beneficiary. <laughs> <ice cream. laughs> you know, you know. I'll take that um, too. Yeah, dude, I, I'm a big into ice cream as well. I got some chip witches in the freezer. Um, but so, yeah, dude. Oh, you're going to ask I was a question? Gonna, oh, so I was, yeah, was going to derail this with the nighttime card. But oh, Bruce, I'll, I'll let you get a pass this time. You were late. You were late. Yeah, I know I you're just adjusting. About, I was going to talk about Primus. I was going to ask Luke a really like intelligent question. And now oh, yeah. I'm not going to. Oh, in the man, chat, folks, it. in the chat, let, let us know your favorite Primus uh, song from Frizzle Fry before Bruce asks his question. <laughs> too many puppies i mean so frizzle fry i also love primus and i think one of the things that you mentioned luke is, is why people don't try to do that more yeah. you know i'm gonna try to cover them more man and it's really hard when you have a band that's like that iconic in a way and very you know unique um to it, it's really easy to just come off as a copy and one of the things that i have admittedly always loved about the special is the fact that you guys do seem to pull that same thread, but in a different direction, it doesn't seem like a ripoff. Um, and that, that in and of itself is really hard to do. And I did watch that stream when you guys did the frizzle fry set during the pandemic. And I know you mentioned it's on YouTube. People should definitely check that out. It's, yeah. it's really incredible. It doesn't just feel like a ripoff cover set, man. And, and, and how you guys, you know, can kind of adapt and, and, and take your, your three piece and make as much, noise out there as you guys do and and really like just kind of carry that same vein man there's just never been anybody that to me as a big primus fan growing up too that that that's ever been able to really pull that off with such effectiveness like you guys have um so i'm definitely very much looking forward to that um and yeah i'll definitely be at gramercy this weekend rocking out to that stuff but i'm definitely looking forward to seeing that live 
Yeah, man. Well, that's awesome. I really appreciate it. And, you know, it's funny, like, one of the things <clears throat> that I've said to people, you know, that have commented, like, obviously, we have kind of, you know, now people in the Primus world are starting to kind of talk a little bit about us from collaborating with, like, Mike Dillon, and um, which we have some other cool uh, projects in the work with. And I saw, like, um, we shared today that a year ago, Rory was on the Primus Tracks podcast, and Claypool just, like, showed up. And, like, Whoa. yeah, it was, he just kind of bombed in on the podcast. And I remember, it's crazy, it's a year ago, I remember I was just chilling, and we get a text from Rory, and he's like, fucking Claypool just showed up. And we are like, on the, like, what? On the podcast? Um, and it's a trip, man. And he's, like, asking, he's just drilling Rory. He's like, play 777 <laughs> He's like, play this, play that. And Rory's doing it, and he's into it, and he's like, like you know, you got like Claypool giving him props on the podcast. It was like I was crying. That's cool. That's so cool. Yeah. So you're gonna yeah. play Very drive. Cool. You're gonna play drive two for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> another good, another great Primus track. <laughs> yeah. No. Yes. Seven 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 ninety three eleven though. I know you know that one, Greg. That's one hundred percent. It's by Primus. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, dog. Come on, make it difficult for me. But <laughs> so, um, all right. So, I, like, Frizzle Fry, awesome. I'm stoked. I'm glad that the influence is there. Um, we all watch South Park, but like, let's talk about your original stuff. Um, December Fine. twenty. Yeah. Oh um, December twenty twenty one twenty twenty. Is uh, when Ancient Homies dropped. Great. Twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. December yeah. twenty twenty. Back in the yep. day. Um, yeah. December twenty twenty um, <laughs> is when is when Ancient Homies dropped, which was the last official studio release from the special. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite releases uh, because I worked on it. But um, <laughs> tell me a little bit about um, how your sound evolved up to that point, mm. and what the last year and a half of being on the road pretty hard has yeah. taught you guys yeah. um and how your sound has evolved since yeah i mean um you know we were all super proud of ancient homies and we were just really glad that we were able to put it out during a time that was a stalemate for so many people and you know we were fortunate enough where we didn't live too far from each other where you know um covid made it like impossible to work so i mean we were able to finish that album um some of it had we had already been recording demos of and recording in various studios and recording at the music cellar um shout out that's our music school and music studio in miller to new york johnny g's brainchild um and we <clears throat> so we were able to kind of like get together and finish the album and the whole thing was mixed remotely by dave sanchez our friend who's um the lead vocalist and guitarist in this denver thrash band called havoc who is gnarly mm. um anybody who's on that animals as leaders tip or anything like that it's like serious thrash and he just did an incredible job mixing it remotely because, you know, we recorded the album in multiple locations. So it's difficult to make it sound cohesive like an album. You know, it wasn't just like a week in the studio. Mm. Um, so that and it was interesting that there were songs that we had been writing f for a couple of years and songs like some of them were just in the box songs, like a song like Repeater. I remember it was just a demo that Johnny had made that was kicking around for like for like a year. And we were like, let's finish this shit and put it on the album. Like I recorded the bass right here in Beeman's basement. Um so that was a different process for us. But then, yeah, exactly. I mean, by the time Ancient Homies came out, we were already writing like almost a new album's worth of material. Um, and so we've been on the road, like you said, a lot. We just wrapped this three week, like nation spanning tour where we really Selling got to it out, dog. Selling yeah. out the PNW for the yeah. first time. This is <laughs> yeah, me. it was great. If I were you, this would be you. Oh, those are sick. Can I borrow those on Saturday? 
hundred percent. My man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, that tour was great, man. But the, you know, yeah, we've been working on a lot of new music, man. I mean, we have about a new albums written, uh, albums worth material written, and we're going to start working on it with Dave Sanchez again at the music seller, uh, soon now that we're off the road and, um, have a little bit of time coming up, but yeah, you know, I would say that if anything, the music's just kind of gotten, um, heavier and more kind of in like that riffy direction of tracks like Tonberry and stuff like that. And mm. we actually have a track that Johnny G wrote after taking a lesson with Javier Reyes from, um, from animals as leaders. And it's like this technique, this like awesome. selective. Yeah. It's, it's really sick. It's a technique called selective picking. Um, it's in like five, eight, like sometimes we play it at festivals and people are just like, shut the fuck up. And like, sometimes it really resonates with people that are more into that proggy shreddy shit. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're trying to kind of go a little bit more in that direction. Um, but then we also have like some more kind of, uh, bass heavy bangers and stuff like that. So, um, we're really stoked. I feel like the material that we've been writing is, uh, is stronger than anything on ancient homies. So, um, I'm stoked. Really? To, to, yeah. I yeah. That that album, Ancient Homies, front to back, man, is a is a great album. It's super easy to listen to the whole thing, and it yeah. just flows really well. You got a lot of great tracks on there, so I'm definitely looking forward to the new one. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, I hope that it can. You know, Ancient Homies did come across as being really cohesive with some of those like improvised takes that we ended up including there. It's kind of this like musical language almost, which was one of my favorite things about the album. And you know, I, I guess we'll kind of see. We've got like some concepts and some things we're talking about with the new record. But, you know, not like a, as firm of a, a vision of what Ancient Homies was yet, but we're kind of just letting it happen organically. But, I mean, we've got mm -hmm. like the heavy – like if you see us on Saturday or if anyone that's seen us over the past like six months to a year, you've heard a lot of the new stuff. Like we've got this brutal, shreddy new song called Lungs of the Planet that's about the rainforest. Oh, those because things must hurt. I thought it was about my lungs. Let me, let me vape to that. Yeah, yeah. let me get some popcorn lungs. Yo, <laughs> to There's nothing more metal than saving the rainforest, and I learned that from Gojira. Um, There's nothing more metal than the Earth's lungs. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tarry oasis of nonsense. Um, yeah, exactly. You guys do have this like psychedelic approach to, you know, the, the themes of your songs are like a lot about consciousness, a lot about getting outside yourself and like losing your personality type thing, especially I noticed on the live album. So like, yeah, that, I mean, to hear that type of theme in like such a heavy, to me, scary, because I'm a frightened little boy, like <laughs> scary music. Yeah, like yeah, it's cool. It's a fish cool man, you know, scared of stuff. You it know? really scares the shit out of me. Yeah. <laughs> like, but like, it's also there's something about like deep, dark, scary music that like I don't know makes you feel really good. Like, yeah, well, dude, I mean, I appreciate you saying that because to me, um, the band that kind of emulates that or like embodies that concept is Tool. You know, a band that's like very heavy, drop D riffs, intense tribal heard drumming. That. Um, oh, check them out. Uh, yeah, bring no, up yeah. YouTube. They're on Spotify now. Um, but it's just like... It, They've been it's practicing. Music, it, <laughs> no, but I, I actually, I got to see them at TD Garden in Boston uh, in February. And another band that I've been seeing for years. And still, it's so inspiring to see some of these bands that I've been looking up to and listening to for so long just continue to like elevate their game and just become sonically bigger and more of an intense production. Um, and Tool's a band that's kind of all about looking within yourself. And it's kind of like that you know that darkness is not something to always be afraid of it's something to embrace it's something to grow from and that's something that speaks to me you know what i mean I, i'm all for like positivity and music and shit like that but as we all know sometimes in like the scene it can almost feel like kind of 
just like fake. You know what I mean? It's like you're mm-hmm. okay, you get Definitely. mad, fucking break a glass bottle, scream at somebody. What? It's is human emotion and turn some clouds. Turn some clouds, man. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. get get dark with it. Bro. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you guys want to do a ticket giveaway for Saturday? Yeah. Hell yeah. I we have that authority. I, it's a great it's the nighttime edition of this. Um, <laughs> the specialists, the specialists who are watching, um, chance to win a pair of tickets to Gramercy Theater on Saturday to see Luke Beeman do his thing. Um, I prepared a trivia question for the first time ever. Oh, yeah. Ooh, we got a question just Ooh. now. Um, and <laughs> that is the band Le Special has played a show or two. At a desolate venue right off of Route 22 in New York State. Nestled against a mountain near the Berkshires. What is the name of said venue? Your chance to win. Put it in the chat. I don't even know think, if Luke knows. Yeah, Luke, do you know I, I think <laughs> I know. I say it's just this <laughs> random cave somewhere. <laughs> it, it, it could be. Um, it, there I used there to, are some good caves off uh, 22. Uh, Definitely I used to get turned there as a camp counselor, turned cloud. Okay. Um, you can guess more than once in the chat. Uh, Kathy, it's not Daryl's place, but it's off Route 22. That's literally what I thought, because Daryl's place is off Route 22. But I think what you're talking about is actually right off Route 7. Um, I don't think so. Oh, okay. I don't know. We're really throwing off our listeners. Then you're throwing me off. I don't know, man. Yeah. I'm pretty sure this show happened. Okay. <laughs> Shout out Daryl's house, though. That place is a trip, dude. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yo, Have you guys you ever been there? Got to get Daryl to sing in a little special treat. <laughs> you guys got to record up there, man. Can you imagine? imagine with, like, the gray flowing hair? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thinking about the 80s. Oh, man. <laughs> it would be Just repeater oh. with Daryl Hall. <laughs> um, yeah, Love so that. it's... Love Your guess is literally as good as mine, I guess, right now. Uh, it is not SPAC, Diesel Johnny. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, it's not Daryl's place. Um, keep these coming off Route 22 near Copake, near Hillsdale. Fucking Do we have an answer? We do have an answer to this question. We do have an answer to this question. Oh, okay. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's, I, don't think, I don't think this show happened, dude. I, no, Based I on think, I, space. That, no, I think I know what he's talking about. And I'm like, how the fuck? <laughs> like, thought... It wasn't just like a bounce castle. Tell us in the private chat. Okay, yeah, I used to I used to, I used to be a um a camp counselor near this this place. And um basically our good buddy Jake Ryan. Jake Ryan's all up in the chat. Um wow. Like, I was working there during college, and, um, you know, Jake was... Oh, my God, there he is. Jake knew. Jake, you win. What the hell is that place? It's Conic Wayside Inn. We played there? (laughs) 2008. Yeah. Um, So, Brain Trust booked it. Okay. Shout out to Kyle Langan. Um, It is a small, small... Formerly an inn, mostly just a place for mountain mountain men like myself to imbibe a good yingling. Uh, Taconic <laughs> Wayside Inn. A lot of people um, don't realize Greg's a big yingling guy. <laughs> oh my god, you already know. <laughs> loves so, loves um, the loggers. Dude. Yes, America's the taste lager, of yeah. Pennsylvania. So Luke, you played there, uh, and I remember like it was my night off from you know camp counseling, serious yeah. shit. Where, where uh, were you? Where were you a counselor? 
YMCA Camp High Rock, uh, okay. nestled in the Berkshires, uh, outside of Great Barrington. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to like keep them in business by you know. <laughs> um, yeah, shout out of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> to keep y'all in business. No, I mean just like you know. <laughs> It is me. Um, so um, you guys played there, and Jake, like, I remember Jake hitting me up. Uh, he may have sent me a letter by snail mail because that's, that's how accessible I was in 2007. Um, he was like, yo, the specials uh, playing out there. At this point, I had no idea, like, you know, really who, who you guys were. Um, but uh, it was a, a allegedly a worthwhile trip. Got there. I was like, yo, oh, this, must be, this must be animals as leaders, man. It's fire. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um but no tight tight uh all right so jake ryan um wins tickets wow. to the special jake you, you win buddy uh if i yeah. can quote forrest gump you can't stay here <laughs> but uh <laughs> hope to see you saturday um yeah jake, right, so, let's go buddy well, see you saturday let's, let's you have no excuse now Let's I'm sleeping on Greg's couch Saturday, Jake. It's not yours this time around. Eric's out. There's a there's a waiting list right now for Greg's yeah. couch on weekends. Like that real estate's going up, dude. Bruce's Bruce's air mattress is uh is still available. So uh let's let's dig into a couple other things though. Um because this podcast is goose adjacent. Um Luke, tell us an embarrassing story about Ben Atkin at Berkeley. Hmm. Okay. You want like the, one of the first times I met Ben. This is this was funny. Um, okay. So also he, the last time. <laughs> this is the last time I saw him. No, shout out my boy. Um, so he, Ben Atkin lived in this house, um, at, uh, with, with this dude, uh, uh, Vin Puglis used to live there and Sean Cronin lived there. Steven Learson, like it, this was like a Boston musician hub. And we, there were some wild after parties there. Um, this is right in the heart of Alston. Vin's been there forever. I lived in Alston for a while. And when there was a show in town that everyone was at, it was just after party events. I actually have kind of a reputation for shouting that on the mic, um, including our last show in Boston. Or no, no, not at House of Blues, but at the Sinclair show. It was actually in poor taste because Vin couldn't come and do lights for us because he had COVID. But I still said after party events on the mic. Um, didn't happen. That's great, order. though. It was yeah. just keeping the tradition alive. Yeah. So, yeah. Look at Joey's Joe. cat. That's Look at Joey's cat. What a beautiful cat you got there, Joey. <laughs> yeah, she's really annoying. Joey's no, always <laughs> new to the live experience. Yeah, right. I'm still working at the tanks. Um, but okay, so back to my embarrassing Ben Atkins stories. Um, yeah, we're so, bad at this. Yeah, yeah no, we have fine. to embarrass Ben. Right. Yeah, I don't want that to go. That can, no. can't be the one thing I miss. Not on it's this important part. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, I was going over to hang. I forget if I was hanging with Ben or, or with one of the other guys there, whatever. Um, but so I like roll over and I'm like not, or I, you know, I go to the house. I'm knocking on the door, or whatever. And at Vin's place, like you knock on the door and just go in. But so I knocked, I went in, and uh, and Ben is is hanging out, warming up on drumsticks, watching uh, the special set live at Disc Jam. And I go in, and I'm like, "Hey, love these guys." And, uh, <laughs> he's like, "This is really embarrassing." <laughs> like, <laughs> Do you remember what song was playing? No, that I don't have that kind of memory, Greg. Come on. But, oh look, I mean, it was you know the funny thing is Disc Jam was remarkably close to the Taconic Wayside Inn. Uh, yes, Both yeah. of which barely exist anymore. Yeah, um, that's right cool. But it was funny. I, yeah, I mean, it's not really that embarrassing. I was, a, I was like, no, man, that's cool. But he was like, dude, just, this is horrible. He just walked in. Uh, it was pretty funny. So, moving forward, who's your favorite bassist in Goose? Oof. I'm asking the hard hitting questions today. And mm. I gotta say, you know, I gotta shout out Tweaks as a as a fellow black denim jacket bass playing guy. I don't have the Not hair where I he thought does. that was going. No. 
He has better hair than me, but um, I respect the <laughs> denim jacket and uh, and his entire aesthetic. And he's a sick bassist, so I'd I'd probably I'd probably put him at least at the top of the list. Okay, he's vying so, for the top at least. Vi- yeah. What about him, where does where does Jeff years. rank? Uh, oh, do you know Jeff is nasty, man? Yeah, me Jeff and I actually went to Berkeley around the same time as each other, but didn't really know each other. I, he, him and Rory knew each other. Um, I actually kind of connected with Jeff more when we were doing the Shenanigans video shoot at the old Shenanigans pub down there. But yeah, I mean he's an upright bass player. That's better than me. I can't play that instrument. You play so. standing. You play standing <laughs> up though. I can play standing up, but I can't play stand up. It's a it's a, it's a half, jazz difference. It's half the battle, though, to be able to stand. Right. Is is half the battle. I consider you an upright bass player. <laughs> oh, you! Do? I haven't been upright for over twenty four hours. Though. <laughs> I mean, technically, when I'm just here playing, I'm still upright. You know, it's, it's not. Very, it's you're I'm you're like, a little up wrong there. No, that's yeah, it's too leisurely. If I, this is not upright bass player. This is bad upright player. is really a loose term. You know, fast and loose. You know, if you upright. just go horizontal, it'll then yeah. be upright. Oh, uh, yeah. You know what? Yeah, I'm a horizontal basis more than an upright one. Uh, I'm a vertical it makes sense. player. It makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So, um, <laughs> let's... let's <laughs> this is music theory, folks. <laughs> I want to ask, uh, what are those foils behind you? Oh, I, got, I just got the special gallery up here. So, oh, nice. What we got? I got um, starting from uh, your... What would that be? Left to right? Or is that right? Um, it's my here. right. No, are you on a PC? Let's go right to left. I'm on MacBook uh, 2012 Pro. <laughs> the directions are books. lost on this. Yeah. Um, okay, so I got Le Getaway Part Two um, by Chris Gallen. It's sick. It's very like kind of Grateful Dead derivative art, but it's still you know it's cool. We've so, heard of them here. Yep. It gets a little bit more metal as we go to the left. Like we've got like lightning bolts here, and then we go more into like a Space Wizard uh, from Hell, mm. and that's the uh, Summer Tour 2021. Uh, Tortuga Designs, shout out. Then we've got our Colorado 2021 print, and that's Lava Labs. I love Lava Labs. They work with Jamflow a lot. Um, shout out some... to Jamflow also. Yeah, we, we got to shout guys. out to Jamflow. We love you guys. Team. And yeah. Jamflow is a big reason for all of this art, and the and and Claw and Cron and the and the, and the artwork has been killer lately. So shout out to those guys. Um, I love that. I just love uh, Cyclops goats being abducted by UFOs. I don't know if you can see that. Um, but that's what's happening there. And then on the left is actually, um, this is great plug. It's hard to see, but it is the the last Frizzle Fry set we did in um, Boston. And it's by one of my favorite ever poster artists, Zombie Yeti. Um, Zombie yeah. Yeti does posters for Primus, for Foo Fighters, for Slayer. Like, he is the guy. Um, and when we reached out to him about doing some artwork and, you know, we said specifically, you know, we're doing this Primus set, but anything... And he was a fan. He like knew the music and had been listening to us. And he was just like the nicest, cool. coolest guy. He's like, yeah. As soon as I finish this uh, Primus pinball machine, I'll I'll do that. And we're like, yeah. yeah. Sounds he has good. Done some, he has done some epic prints. Oh, Primus. cool. Yeah, you 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 fuck with Zombie Yeti, Bruce. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, nice. I collect prints because I waste money on anything I can besides yeah. anything that would be beneficial in my life. Um, but yeah, I do <laughs> have tons truth. of prints, and I've, <laughs> I've always Primus has always had great prints, and, yeah. and Zombie Yeti has actually been been you know kind of producing prints for them for a while, and um, yeah, yeah, he's made a, made a lot of cool ones, you know. And I'm definitely a huge fan of um, Goats with One Eye and Space Wizards and stuff. So okay. um, yeah, yeah, really down with all of that, you know. Thank you, and I'm sorry. I know people in the chat are like, we can't see it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I should have. Uh, yeah, I, I'm. I didn't design Just, this well. 
my, my podcasting layout. It's better than the standing light that people see over here and this open <laughs> door. Didn't even decide to close the door, you know? No, dude, that's, Again, a, that's, a, that's a Brooklyn vibe. That's a Brooklyn vibe, Bruce, and don't, don't yeah. downplay it. Bring in Brooklyn and Norwalk, baby. We're going to gentrify the shit out of this area. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming for you, baby, eating beets on the block. Um, all right, so let's do another giveaway. Um, speaking of Yeti-themed items, Bruce, what you got? Yo, Yo good thing the store's open. <laughs> um, well, Bruce grabs our, our, our today's prize um, besides Jacob Ryan's tickets, of course, to the Gramercy and the arbitrary prize that we will send um, to the person that shared this, which is probably Josh. Um, let's see what we've got. Bruce, give us a little bit of description on this artistic piece. So, so we've given away some other stuff that was, um, generously donated to us by, uh, Varvel Arts. Um, and, uh, they make a lot of cool artwork, uh, in the Goose fan scene, a lot of cool dead stuff. We gave away this cool black velvet, um, steely print. But this is a very interesting piece. <laughs> and I, I do love, you know, when, when people make these art pieces based on, on, on wood. Um, but this is actually called Trevetti in Denver. And it's an adaptation of Trevor <laughs> oh as a God. Yeti. <laughs> it is very intense. I saw that before. I didn't know that was supposed to be Trevor. <laughs> yeah, that's Trevor. And, and it, kind of does, it. it looks like him, yeah. And yeah. I mean, he's a Yeti, though. And uh, and this thing is is really badass. I want to thank uh, Eric and Michelle at um, Barbell Arts for uh, sending us all this stuff to give away. Um, but it's a really yeah. cool piece, man. And if anybody has anywhere to hang it, you know, you're going to definitely want to put this right out front. You know, you want your guests to enter your house and see this immediately. Maybe even hit them in the face. <laughs> hang it from the ceiling. Um, what's, what's, like, reflected in his sunglasses there? Oh, <laughs> there's people dancing, <laughs> and I don't know. No, why. that's uh, the know? sculpture park. <laughs> sculpture park, duh. Oh, I thought it was dueling cigs. That's what the sculpture is called at Sculpture Park. It's dueling. There was an A-frame of dueling cigs. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a bunch of uh, a palmals fighting it out. It's an impressionist take on the Newport Folk Fest. Um, all right, so <laughs> we've got uh, we've got a, a trivia question um, <laughs> with an answer. Depends <laughs> on how good you are at trivia. And um, this question, you can win Trevidian Denver. Trevidian Denver, uh, I think. Uh, Eric, let me know if that's how we pronounce it correctly. Trevetti. Yeti. Trev- Trevetti. Yeti. Yeti. Oh, it all makes sense. All right. Yeti this question is, what is, and in the chat, in the chat with your answers, folks, what's the first song Goose played in New Orleans ever in their career? When the Saints go marching in, when the Saints go marching in, Love I did not believe that. <laughs> All right, you hear that? Do you hear that modulation, Luke? Let's modulate yeah, a little. Let's let's modulate a little let's bit. Yo, when the <laughs> modulate up a diminished fifth. Yeah. Yo, yo, Greg <laughs> and I always <laughs> modulate in diminished fifth. <laughs> Honestly, and and it's really it comes easy to us again, just like acting for me and microplastics. <laughs> <laughs> first first song ever in new orleans first song ever in new orleans let me see what y'all got in the chat 
could be a the little answer special. is not to Conic Wayside Inn. But, it but. could be a <laughs> special song. Maybe. Maybe not. Hmm. No, those soft ass motherfuckers can't cover the special, dude. <laughs> there you are. Can right. I swear? You're oh right. yeah, it's nighttime. I can swear. <laughs> it's, oh, yeah. What did I, I say about that, Bruce? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> this is PG 13 now at night. Oh no, we can swear now. All right, we've <laughs> we've got a winner right now. We've got a re- winner, and it is that dude, our guy Robert Madrano. Oh, what up, Robert? H Town in the mix. Get to lean on. Um, oh, are we allowed to um same butter rum on this? No, we're not. It's a racist trope. Um, but we can't even say the name. I can't believe you even said that. Um, I yeah, feel they, bad. They went on down to New Orleans and culturally appropriated some calypso and played butter rum. Robert, I hope you have wall space because Bruce is sending that your way. Congratulations, Robert. Yeah, that's going to scare the hell out of some people. That's pretty sick. And that should (laughs) be something that either, yeah, like is super visible when you walk in or directly above your toilet. So any man (laughs) has to make eye contact with Trevor Yeti while they do it. I and I do have a full-size printout that I got a Kinko's (laughs) of Trevor above my toilet. You know, I tend to look up a lot in despair in the wow. bathroom so it's on the yeah. ceiling yeah <laughs> dude we used to have like a white castle poster that my roommate stole in college that you just have to stare at while you took a shit like mac and cheese niblets like the most disgusting thing white castle ever sold but hey. look at joey coming on here like he's eminem profanity <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. We've leaned into this culture of hazing. So yeah, it's getting rough. This weekend was that was tough for me. Bruce yelling over my shoulder about how I can't dance. Bruce, what the hell? I mean, I yell a lot of shit over a lot of people's shoulders. I can't possibly remember all of it. I forgot who you said. Shows, you know, there's were like literally somebody. I forgot what name you said. You're like somebody can go fuck themselves. Like as pigeons was coming on stage. Yeah. Probably yeah. Greg, Greg Knight. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that definitely Probably sounds like Greg something Knight. I said. <laughs> yes. um, Bruce, if you came to Animals as Leaders, you wouldn't have been able to because everyone there was six foot five, burly, gent. I, I was calling them all gentlemen, you know, like gent, like DJ ENT. And like, and I'm, you know, I'm like in the back, like just kind of hanging and people just keep going. And I'm like, yeah, come on through, gentlemen, like gentlemen only. <laughs> some, big, some big burly boys at these shows. <laughs> so, Luke, let's talk a little bit about what, what else the special has going on. Sure. And I'm not just trying know, to bring it back to animals every time you guys talk about goose. True. I'm it's all right. No, that. that's fine. We really don't want it's to talk totally about goose. It's totally fine. Goose is cool. an animal. Um, yeah. Leaders. Shout out, Robert. Debatable. Good job winning that, buddy. Yeah, that's, you know, Robert's a homie. Robert's a homie. Um, do our stop by Houston soon. So let's talk a little bit more about the special. Because, I, I I mean, I feel like, you know, we want we want everybody listening to know a lot more about, about y'all. Yeah. Um, so you started in Boston. And let's, so I'm going to, like, literally, one of the things we don't do is lean into fact here. Um, you started in, and you started. Not yeah, fact, guys. Come on. What do you got? It's yeah. me. It's me, Joe Rogan. Um, <laughs> so. You guys started back, like, you've been playing together since 04. Um, dude, even, yeah, wait, 04? Yeah, 
Was that? Yeah, 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 yeah. The year of the Taconic Wayside intro. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the first time we played the Taconic Wayside in was actually 1998. <laughs> Wayside tour, yeah. Come on, I got to have that foil. I just um, tore it up and down Route 22 for about just, five years. Just up and down the Taconic Parkway, baby. Just anywhere you can stop and play. Any cave that's open. So um, that's my that's the other print I didn't point out before. Oh four, right? Oh four is Taconic Route 22 tour. Oh, oh, four is the right year, right? Yeah, no, you're you're right, man. The yeah, color black um, existed then. <laughs> yeah, that. Well, I think we actually all there. Uh, you should see some pictures of us back then. That was before we discovered black T-shirts. I think Johnny has like dreads. I am just like looking like this confused English American guy with like one of like the golfer caps. Like we didn't look Birmingham, <laughs> Birmingham, <laughs> Birmingham, mate. But uh, yeah, yeah, our first ever EP we recorded in 2005. Uh, John was a senior, I was a junior, and Rory was a sophomore in high school. Um, okay, so you started in 04. Um, yeah. You guys all progressed to Beantown, as yeah. they call it. Um, yeah, we literally, why? Um, uh, yeah, great question. I mean, me and Rory just went to school there. You know, Johnny actually went to school in at Bennington, Vermont. I went to school in Long Island for a couple of years. Uh, CW Post, shout out. And then Rory went to Berkeley, and I went over to Berkeley. And then um, after that, me and Rory both both lived in Boston for a while, and I just kind of stuck around there for a while. Um, but now we've kind of, you know, reintegrated back. We're kind of just regrouped in Connecticut. Um, you know, Johnny's got the music seller, which is Miller to New York, but it's right on the border of Connecticut. So for a while, like, yeah, we were in our bios and everything. Like when the Brain Trust was representing us, it was like Boston and New York. You know, there there was never like Connecticut in there, which is weird because it is where we started. It's where we're from and it's where we're more or less based out of now. So right. Um, right. We're, we're a Northeast trio. That's what I would say down in Texas. They're like, what the fuck does that mean? The hardest power trio okay. in the Northeast. That's, yeah. Thanks. I'll take it. That's a good one. Yeah. I said that on, on, on Saturday night. You were a little more stoked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, look who it is. Ladies and gentlemen, our manager is in. Oh, the chat. Our manager. Uh, Kathleen. Hi, Kathleen. Hi, Kathleen. Hey. It's just because there's a cat. There's a cat. 100%. <laughs> A thousand percent. Um, all right. So started in 04. You went to Boston. Johnny went to Bennington. Roy went to Berkeley. Luke sauntered over to Berkeley, as people do. I didn't get in at first. Then I got in and went. I didn't ever, which is why I'm a publicist. So um, <laughs> um, what were some of the key moments for the band emerging from Berkeley, right? Like, literally, there was no chance that Jake Ryan was not putting me on. And like, like his, you know, man's got a diaphragm, and it echoed through UConn's campus. Like, oh, we gotta fucking go see Yo, the special man's right got now. A diaphragm. Man does have I a diaphragm. I can walk in the Middle East upstairs yeah. at seven o'clock. That you know, muscle under like, his lungs. I'm nineteen. Hair, you know? Yeah. You know. So the Bellows, man projected. Bellows. The man projected, and the word was received. So tell us a little bit about key moments, key festivals, be it the Big Up, be it mm. Taconic Wayside Inn. What's really defined your career? And then um, then we'll also let Joey ask some questions because he's new to live experience. Fire. Okay, yeah, cool. Right. We were talking about that this week, Joey. Um, yeah, that's a great <laughs> question, man. I guess it's kind of hard to really reflect or pinpoint. You know, it's interesting. Like some bands have that moment, like with Goose, right? That Peach Festival set. Like people point to that as that when so many, yeah. so much of a new audience really heard the band. That was a moment for the band. Which is kind of unfair, though. Like in a way, <laughs> like, like right now, like like now, you know. Mm. Where it's like, I personally think it was a good set, mm. but like mm. I don't know that it was like defining. 
Well, it just seemed like a buzzword. Just kidding. Set, you know what I, I just mean? Didn't like, have, I haven't had dinner. Uh, <laughs> yeah. no, I'm still waiting for Good, not food, defining. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it wasn't the Taconic Wayside Inn in 04. Exactly. It was not. Look, it's yeah. up, Denny's. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, my, but, milestones, milestones. Yeah, I, I think that a lot of times, you know, bands in our scene, like, you know, you look to festival plays for that. And that's one of the coolest things about, you know, with the special while you know our music is maybe a little bit heavier or weirder or more diminished than some of those other bands music festival crowds just have the most open-minded outlook on music you know like if we open for animals as leaders people would throw things at us you know but like we can go and play with we play with bands like pigeons and it and and our crowds while it's not super you know in the same wheelhouse there's a lot of crossover and a lot of our fans like them a lot of their fans like us so you know, I think that festivals are an awesome place to, to make new fans and turn new people on that might otherwise be like, you guys have too many skulls in your poster. I don't want to hear that. But then they see you and they're like, okay, that's actually, the skulls are cool. Um, yep. So I, I think I, you brought up, you know, yeah, crossbones, yeah, shout crossbones out. Crossbones are fire, yeah. I, I think the Big Up was kind of a, was a big one for us. You know, we did this late night set at the Big Up and that year it, it would have been what, like 2011 or 2012. The lineup was just ridiculous. Like we played and then it was like, at, right after us was like Tipper, yeah. Um, and then like ah, and that was you know like Dopapod and Big Gigantic. You're talking the big Yoda, up right now. The big up, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Crazy lineups at that. Unbelievable. Festival. I was camp yeah. counseling then. Were you? Uh, okay. Yeah, I was camp counseling then as well, and I I got I snuck I actually snuck out in a camp way, um, <laughs> and went to the big okay, up man. for a night, um, and you know. Did you take any of the camp kids with you? <laughs> but I, like, like, we're I going to see big gigantic. Yeah. Yeah. Your and your sleeping bags in the van. Hey, kids, was, have you ever heard diminished fifth before, you little idiots? Come on. <laughs> I was definitely tired uh, when I got back. Um, but yeah, actually, so I just pulled up Grateful Web. Um, no big deal. Inter- information super highway looking at this big up lineup it's yeah. unbelievable it's i mean four o'clock at like a main stage the heineken big up stage right. uh, elephant wrecking ball ficus the special dopapod um dj's deep into the night mr f aqueous kung fu escort holy beep wow. um uh, jeff bujack back when it was popping brothers fa- uh brothers past thriftworks nice. dr famous um formula five richard james and the name changers now richard james of neighbor consider the source heavy pets higher organics kung fu kung fu prince tribute oh yeah Uh, um orchard lounge horizon wireless i mean 70 acts Wow. Indo box with Michael Carter. Damn. <laughs> like, yeah, like I a wish lot I... of bands that still d- that don't that aren't around anymore, too. Yeah. And that, that was the 2013 lineup oh, you're yeah. reading, right, Greg? Uh that was that ha- that is the 2013. See if you can get the 2012 lineup because we the tw- the 2013 one was really fun for us. Um we had Rob Compa from Dopapod sit in because they were next, and this is pretty funny. Like he sat in on a song Sweet Pea. That um, I shouldn't even be bringing up because our fans have been asking us to bring that song back for years, but we don't have the samples for it anymore. But anyway, it's like more of a melodic, dreamy drum and bass tune, and Rob's like, you know, really tasteful, like great guitar licks on it. And then we went into this song Mogwai, which you don't really play anymore, and it is all just slap diminished fifths bass. I don't know who I was listening to at the time, but um, we, we're like, Rob, you want to just stay up? And he's like, okay. He's like, what is it? <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't really know like what key it's in or anything. And um, he literally, like, we started playing, and he just looks over at John at one point, and he's like, dude, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. 
Um, We're just so. trying to teach these camp kids a little lesson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Survivor. This is a survivalist class. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, they all yeah. earned badges after that. As the information Superhighway provides, it turns out there was not a 2012 edition, but there was a 2011. Okay, that would that would be the one I'm referring to. That's the um, one with like Tipper and Big Gigantic and Eodo, Tipper, yeah. Big Gigantic, yeah. Rack, Digital Tape Machine, Ot. Marco Benevento, Abacus, damn. Right? Higher Organics, yeah. Yeah, what up to the boy, Jules. Docio, Orchard Lounge, Polis Ambassador, Zugma, The Breakfast, The Works, The Indobox, Kung Fu, Dopapod, The Mala, Twiddle, Stranger Entrance, Boojack, Gymkata, Electronic Anonymous, Consider the Source. I mean, the list literally goes on. Supercilious, heard of them. Cosmic Dust Bunnies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. Damn, you scroll down, you find the special. Absolutely have to scroll. It's like, crazy. but that's like you know how popping it was. Because I almost, I almost got a set. Really? Yeah. I was, a, I was a DJ back then. You should have met. I, I did several DJs at just renegade camp site sets. Um, I, I hope nobody was there or remembers. Camp that kids got to learn. It was <laughs> that was the, don't want to take the kid. That was literally at one point. Me and Rory set up at a campsite to play, and Rory had one drumstick, and so we got a branch and broke it in half. And Rory played a Doja Monkey set with a branch as his snare drum drumstick. So I've guy. never seen Ben Atkin play with a play with the branch. <laughs> so oh. yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. <laughs> got to get our boy out to nature. I mean, um, they can, I feel like they could do some renegade sets this summer. We can get the boys some branches. Yeah, I'm definitely. Play, I'm whittling branch some branches. Yeah, in my living just room. whittle something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just let's live, live a whittle. Do. All right, let's nighttime. Let's nighttime out of here because I can see our listeners are dwindling now that we don't have free stuff to give away. Yeah. Um, this has been. <laughs> This has been Rough. the first <laughs> nighttime. <laughs> this has um, been a blast for me, guys. This has been fun. Dude, Luke, oh, no. We got to do this again on Thursday so we can get the crossposts right. Because I the know. Whole point was the promo of the show. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm down anytime, man. I had a blast hanging with you guys this weekend. And I know we were talking about doing this. And so I appreciate you guys having me on. And everything you guys are doing with this podcast, man, it's blowing up. It's really dope to see the community and the response. Um, it's awesome. It's great shit. Should we tell them about Love Seat yet or no? Yeah. Fucking oh yeah, go. definitely. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Love seat. <laughs> Coming to Sacred Rose 2023. <laughs> oh, I like that. Bran- branch Fest. Uh, branch so- <laughs> we can definitely Love get some branches seat. there. Maybe. <laughs> Love Seat uh, is an emerging hip-hop trio, hip-hop bass trio, 60% covers, 40% originals. Coming out of the Northeast, um, Power Trio influenced, featuring some of your favorite members of both podcasts and bands. That's all we'll, we're going to leave you with now. Yeah, I like that teaser. Greg's mm. going to have dinner. Definitely enticing um, people yeah. with that one. Yes, yeah. that's yeah. it. Yeah. Enticing Bo Bison. Publicity spice on there, man. Spicy. <laughs> um, that's it. The rhymes are there. So, Luke, thank you so much for joining us today. <laughs> thank um, you guys. We're stoked to see you at the Gramercy. We're going to actually promote the show at some point uh, since sometimes, you know, <laughs> sometimes you miss, hey. um, but we'll be there. Um, you know, don't forget about Dre. Right. <laughs> Definitely not. Also, don't forget about the Taconic Parkway. <laughs> Lots of branches <laughs> on the side of the Taconic. Yeah, if you guys want to come, we're, we're going to be doing some pre-parties along Route 22, driving to the city on Saturday. We'll be live streaming it, cross-posting with Gravion. 
Playing from the back of a pickup truck slowly. <laughs> yeah, just finding a pickup truck to set up and find some branches. And yeah, we're getting very <laughs> rustic here. Upstate New York, visit your local inn and you may see us this weekend. We love you guys. We'll see you at the Gramercy. We're hanging out with Luke Beeman. Love y'all. Appreciate y'all. Thank hey, you. Thanks, man. Thanks, Luke. Down the pathway to the great beyond. Osiris.